So, you might sit there thinking, that's an interesting chapter, interesting set of verses to look at when we are celebrating harvest, and you'd be right. Uh, it is a little bit strange, but we're continuing. Uh, we've been um, looking at a series which is uh, entitled Getting Our House in Order, um, and um, we've had two so far. This is the third in that series. The first one, we looked at God's provision for building the tabernacle when the Israelites, they left um, Egypt. They were refugees and they'd gone and you'd expect them to have nothing, but God provided for them and they managed to leave with gold and bronze and they were then able to use them to build the tabernacle. And then we looked at David uh, and he had a vision he wanted to build. He said, no, we couldn't possibly just have a tent for God anymore. We should have a temple. It should be built of stones. We're going to do that. And uh, God said, no. You're not going to do it because you've been a good leader, but you've been involved in battles and you've killed people. And I want it to be a temple of peace. So your son's going to build it. And so David um, prepared things so that his son could do it. Because uh, David obviously had that experience and his son didn't. So it was nice that he was able to pass things on to the next generation. And we talked about how it's important for us to not just think about now, but to think about what we're passing on to the next generations. Or at least the next few years, what we're going to be doing. And so now we're looking at this passage from Haggai chapter 1. And it says nothing about vegetables. It doesn't say anything about corn uh, and combine harvesters. The passage is about priorities. It's saying, do we think about ourselves? Do we think about our family? The church or God? Which one of those things comes first in our list of priorities? Now, if I was to ask you a question, I don't want you to answer it by shouting out the answer as to this. I just want you, maybe you could indicate by, by raising a hand and saying you know who this person is. So my question for you is, do you know who... Madiba is. If I said, who's Madiba, do you know? Put your hand up if you know who Madiba is. Okay, I'm saying one, two hands. Is that it? Is that it? Three? Three hands for Madiba. Do you know, I'm surprised at you people. I thought everybody here would know who Madiba is. He's really well known. He's very famous. For those people that know him, is he probably one of the most famous people you've ever come across? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I showed you a picture of Madiba, let's see how many of you know who Madiba is if I show you his photo. Oh, oh yeah, we know him by his English name, Nelson. That's right. So, some people know him as Madiba. If you went to South Africa, in fact, if you went to many places in Africa, they know him with fondness as Madiba. Because Madiba is one of his, uh, one of his six different names. I couldn't pronounce all of them, so I stuck with that one. Um, he's known as Tata, which is father. I could cope with that. And then there were some others. It, it was just too much for me. Uh, I don't know very much Zulu, uh, to be honest with you. If I asked you to tell me about Madiba, or Nelson Mandela, or Tata, what could you tell me about this man? Anything you could tell me about him? Number one, you're all You all got him, but no, you don't know who he is. Who is he? What did he do? He went to prison. He went to prison. Yes. 
was in prison for a long time. Yeah, 27 years, I think it was. Did you call it slavery? Okay. Yeah? Any other ideas about what this man did? Sorry? Pushed for equality. Come on, say it, whatever it is you're talking here. You haven't got anything. I'm amazed. I thought you'd be able to tell me lots about this man. This man is one of my heroes. I think he is fantastic. Now, there's lots of people that would disagree with me. There are lots of people that would say, no, he wasn't a hero at all. He caused all sorts of chaos. I disagree with them. Um, and I've got the microphone, so it's okay here right now. Um, Nelson Mandela. He was, well, he was a black man living born in South Africa at a time when whites ruled. If you're a white person in South Africa, you could do whatever you want. And black people, yeah, not so much. And it was called apartheid, and that developed, and Nelson Mandela stood up and he said, no, this is wrong. This is just plain wrong. I, I don't care who you are, we say we should have equality. Men no matter, and women, no matter what, the colour of your skin, are equal. It's not that one race is better or worse than another. And what he then did throughout his life was he gave himself for that cause, for other people. He said, do you know what? If I just lived my life for me, I imagine if he'd done that, he probably wouldn't have gone to prison. I imagine if he just lived his life for himself, he'd have just got on with getting barred as many people do and did and have done. But he said, no, that is not good enough. I'm going to live my life for others. And it was him and a group of others, and they ended up going to prison for a very long time. And throughout all that time, he said, you know what? I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get bitter about it. I'm going to try and make a difference. And by being calm and reasonably rational, Actually, when he was released from prison, he was part of abolishing apartheid and bringing about more equality in South Africa. There's still more to be done, uh, but that's probably the case in many countries as well. So that's one of the reasons why Nelson Mandela is one of my heroes. And I chose him today as an example, because as well as celebrating harvest, does anybody know what is special about today? Yes. It's Black History Month. Black History Month. So this is the first Sunday of Black History Month, and I thought, why don't many people here know that it's Black History Month? Now, I bet if I, I look around, there's some people sitting at the back that possibly go, yeah, of course we know it's Black History Month. Because they're black. And those of us that are white go, I have no idea that it's Black History Month. I only learned about it a few years ago. And Black History Month is a, a way of saying, do you know what? We need to, to celebrate and learn about the history of people from other cultures and backgrounds. Because, I don't know about you, when, when I went to school, all the people I learned about in school, all the inventors, most of the authors, uh, all the people that just, every, everybody that had done anything, 99% of the time, it was white folk. And all we heard about black people, and others was, well, they used to be slaves and they're not anymore. And, and more often than not, we heard about the white folk that helped to abolish slavery and we forget about the 
other folk that might have been involved in that too. Did you know? This is a great fact, I don't know his name. Do you know who invented ice cream? Jesus. The one time in church, but that's not the answer. The inventor of ice cream was a black man. He's one of my heroes as well, I just don't know his name because I love ice cream. Oh. Anyway, I digress. So, I thought it was important, actually. We're looking at as part of our vision for the church as becoming more multicultural, multi-ethnic, and it's important that we know about these things and we can learn from one another. Now, as it's harvest, I think we should probably talk a little bit about harvest. So I need three volunteers. Wow, you look keen. Now, let me explain what I need you to do first. I need one person to play the role of being like a parent. Um, we can say mum or dad, I don't mind, I'm easy about this. Um, and I need someone then to play the role, not of young children, but of children. Like, so you're the children of the parent. So it doesn't matter how old the parent is, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Okay, so I need my three volunteers. Uh, it was the three of you that put your hands up. No one at the back there want to come and hang out at the front? Nope, okay. That's fine, I get to make these guys look silly. I mean, uh, we're doing a very sensible point in church. So, who's, the, who's playing the children? Oh, that's nice, you're like sisters. Oh, that's beautiful. And Destiny, you are like their mum at times. I've, I've been to Girls Brigade occasionally just to find out what goes on. Um, uh, and sometimes they need a parent there just to sort them out and get them in order. So that's nice. And Destiny does that role well. So Destiny, I'd just like you to come and stand up here, please. You can... You, just because you're the parent, you need to be a bit taller. Okay? Because usually, well, as children get older, you usually get taller than your parents. Uh, but there we go, you can be taller to sew. It gives you, you're also nearer to the stuff I need you to hand out. So, once upon a time, there was a woman. And she had at least two children. And they, they like gardening. Okay? And, uh, and so... <laughs> It's a story, it's acting, she's not really your mum. Okay? Yeah, you like gardening for the sake of the story. You're like good at acting and everything. You can really, you can make this work. You can you're like in your school productions and stuff. When's the next one? When do we have to come? When? November. November the Theatre. Okay. You've got time to sing, you get it notices, everyone will come or cheer you on. That's an aside. Um, so they loved gardening. And their mum was really kind, and she loved her daughters, and so she got them all the things they might need for gardening. Um, she got them some Wellington boots, in case it was muddy, and they put their wellies on. Do we actually have to put them on? Yeah, totally, you have to put them on. Do we actually have to do Yes, no, you have to put them on. You can't hold all the stuff, you're going to have to put them on. Wow, look at how shiny your shoes are. Does that get any points? <laughs> I know they're my wellies. Of course they're massive. I haven't got like child's feet. Right? Um, and they, they needed some gardening gloves as well. I like these ones, they look really nice. What? No! Yeah, definitely. That way round. Um, and um, 
And she gave them some land as well. So um, how, how should we divide this up? Um, one of you at the back of the church, one at the front, something like that. You can, you, can sort of, you can go there in a minute to work the land, because you've got to work the land. Um, and she gave you the tools to work the land, so you obviously need um, a spade or a fork. So you'll need those things. Yeah, that's important. I feel I should have got you like flat caps and nice. wax jackets, but um, there you go. So you need the tools, and then possibly... Be- and, and they went and worked their piece of land. Wait, I'll take one Come on, get you back into it. Come on, you've got to really sort that soil out. That's it, that's lovely. That's lovely. Oh, right at the back, nice, yeah, keeping the distance. Brilliant. Yeah. Looking good. good. Looking good. It's hard work, isn't it? Yeah. This garden. Yeah. It's really heavy. Imagine what it's like with real soil in. And they made a really big hole. No. Oh. Right, uh, and after they worked the land for a while, uh, they probably needed, what else might you need? A bucket. They can have a bucket each. Uh, to a trans- one, Uh, and uh, they, they needed to collect water, and then they put the oh, water. Oh my life! It's actually gardening stuff what, from a real garden. Oh, my goodness! And so they needed a watering can to water their garden as well. So, so they went and, and watered. Um, uh, oh, yeah, there's actually water in it. That's it. Well done with the cameras there. That's brilliant. That's wonderful. Um, and they also, they also, they would have needed uh, to plant seeds and to grow the seeds. So they got some seed trays, uh, and they go in the other do- They go in the other tray things. But you're just making it awkward for them, aren't you? Brilliant. Um, yeah. Uh, and so they had these other seed tray ones. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Thank you, mother. And because their shovels and forks are a bit big for the seeds, they also had smaller like trousers and forks as well. And their mum was really generous, and she provided them with everything they needed. Yeah, you've got to come work the land now. And they worked really, really, really hard. Really, really, really hard. Working. They worked really hard. Extraordinarily hard. Watering. Yeah, they had seeds as well. And their mum was really generous. And they'd given them everything, the land, the seeds, uh, the buckets and the watering can, everything that you could possibly need to grow the crops. And it was wonderful. And they both had a really good year. Now one of them had a good year. Um, and they managed to grow loads of mushrooms. Did you grow mushrooms? I grew mushrooms. What did you do? And the other one, they did really well, they grew cherries. Oh, yes. Okay, so you grew cherries from your cherry seeds, and you grew mushrooms. Well, you said mushrooms. Um, now, the thing was, the thing was, now, the daughter who had grown the mushrooms, she thought to herself, do you know what, I've worked really hard. I've worked, I've worked exceptionally hard. We've all seen how hard she's worked. And she thought, do you know what, 
I, I've worked so hard, I deserve to be able to just eat some of my mushrooms. Yeah. And so she just got her mushrooms and she had a feast. You can take your gloves off to open them, because you might not want whatever's on those gloves. I think I was picking up like fox poop in the garden or something. I'm joking. And she had a feast. A feast. And she just enjoyed those mushrooms. She thought they were the best mushrooms. And she just, she just, oh, they were delicious mushrooms. And she ate loads of mushrooms. Mmm. Yummy mushrooms. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she deserved it. She worked really hard. She deserved what she had worked for, so she got to enjoy it. Now, the other daughter, she grew cherries. And, and she came to the front to be able to be near her mum. And she came to the front to be near her mum. Ah, leave that there. The parents will worry about it, but don't worry, it'll be fine. You just need to bring your cherries with you. And she, she had cherries. And she, she thought to herself, do you know what? I've worked really hard for these. But I can only have all these delicious cherries because my mum gave them to me. Because she gave me all, she gave me the land, and she gave me the watering can and the bucket and all, all, the, all the things I needed to be able to grow the cherries. And she, she deserves, in fact, to have some of those cherries before I do, because she's given it to me. But why? Because oh, wait, without the stuff. Because without the things that your mum had given to you, you wouldn't be able to have the cherries or the mushrooms in the first place. So what this daughter did was she said, Mum, I'd like to give you some cherries first. And so the mum and the daughter, first the daughter shared it with, and they said, oh, delicious, mmm, yummy cherries. And the daughter also thought, do you know what? I've got loads of cherries. I've got loads of delicious cherries. I, I couldn't possibly eat all these myself. And so she thought she would kindly share them with the community. And so, so because she had a good heart, she try, try, um, try the children at the back. They're all going. Have um, more. Uh, so because because she had a good heart, because she thought about where she got the things from to enable her to grow her harvest. First of all, she gave some back to her mum, who'd given to her in the first place. And because she had far too many for her to eat herself, she thought, you know what, I'm going to share it with the community. Thank you very much. You've been wonderful. Um, if, if I can get you to do one last thing, which is, we'll put the things back in the wheelbarrow, um, just so that it's a bit tidier, and I might move it to one side, so that when we come to... Um, you know, the, the blessing part, we haven't got wheelbarrows and stuff in the background. We'll work, we'll sort it out. That's great, thank you. So, now this doesn't happen very often in church. Does anybody know from my homemade parable? Can anybody tell me what they think of my name? Jesus told parables, and then what would happen is the disciples would sit around. Afterwards, you go, uh, uh, what did he mean by that? And then he might explain some of it. Any guesses what 
parable of the two daughters with cherries and mushrooms. <coughs> Phil! Parable of the seeds. Yes? God gives us everything and we should give back to God first. It's as simple as that. I don't know how you think about the things that you've got. I don't know how you think about the things that you have, whether it's your house, whether it's your clothes or the things in your bedroom, whether it's the the nice garden that you have, perhaps. Maybe it's your car, maybe it's your phone, your computer, and you think, I've worked really hard. I've had a long day at school. I've worked really hard in my job. Do you know what? My whole life I worked. I deserve what I have worked for. Well, no one disputes that. I think perhaps we have. But what we need to remember is that everything we have, just as we give thanks for Vicky's new job, actually it's God that's given us the jobs that we have. He's provided for us. He leads the way. And so that's what this is partly about, this harvest time. Now, we might not go out and plough the fields and scatter. We, we don't have to do that. We go to the various supermarkets or to silver stores. And we get what we need, and we enjoy what we have. And this is an opportunity, one opportunity, for us to give something back. Now we're continuing our journey as a church, and we've now adopted 2020 vision, which is to become an authentic, multi-ethnic Christian community, to maintain and cultivate family ministry, and to genuinely share responsibilities based on gifts, skills, and interests. And to achieve these goals, we must have our attention fixed on the redeeming work of Christ and to be rooted in love and prayer. To achieve these goals, we need to allow God to transform our thinking. Not thinking like the first daughter, the first child did. Going, do you know what? I've earned this. I'm going to enjoy what I've worked for. But say, no. Actually, what I have has been given by God. I want to give back first and foremost. At the time of Haggai, the prophet, the temple of Jerusalem, which we talked about last time, that had been built and they'd spent a lot of money and time and effort building, it had been destroyed. The people had been taken away to different countries and they'd returned. And what they started to do was go, well, do you know what? We'll get on with that later. I've got to build my house first. Once my house is sorted out, once I've got my thing sorted, then I'll worry about the temple. And of course what happens is they go, well... I know we've built the house and we've got the walls, but we could do with painting it. Once it's painted, then, then we'll... Well, now it needs furniture. Oh, well, now we'll get on with... Then we'll do the... T- t- oh, well, I need to do the garden. Once I've done the garden, we'll do the... T- no, once we've done... And there was always something else. And often, I think, we say, once I've done this, then I'll be able to get on with that. And what we're doing this year, is we're saying we need to get our house in order as a church. As a community, we need to get our house in order. We need to do what happens before the harvest. Long before the harvest is we need to prepare the ground. We need to plough the fields. We need to put the work in so that when the time is right, those seeds can be sown and the roots will start to go down, the shoots will go up and we will begin to bear fruit. Haggai's message is that we are to put God before ourselves and we show our love for God 
by saying thank you to him and caring for those things and those people that he cares for.